Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one. Welcome to the show, you little bastards. Another podcast to put in the can. Number 52 as The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Olabrewski is back at it. Congrats on getting the show number right, by the way. I had to look it up today. I kind of lost track. So, yeah, number 52. Yeah, that's it's exciting news, dude. These things are just stacking up, and with every show, we get uh, a few more listeners and a little better. We've this caught up to Bruce Bruce's age, to AARP member Brewski's age. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 52, the big you know, show. You can knock it, the, the AARP thing, all you like. Sure. But <laughs> yeah, I will tell you this. So, so my sister and I found uh through aarp's travel sub today uh, a good deal on us going to memphis to graceland this summer and it's saving us almost two hundred dollars wow thank you buddy. simon going to graceland graceland yeah. thank you mama <laughs> thank you mama that's fantastic brewski i've always wanted to go to graceland dude i thought it'd be a hell of a tour uh did you watch the elvis movie the newest elvis movie i haven't uh oh. but i i know people who who have yeah, and they had good things to say because these are, these are big Elvis fans. Yeah, the only complaint they had was too that, long. No, right. they, they. Oh, well, that's they, what I thought. It was way too freaking long. They 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 took issue with there being kind of modern hip hoppy type music. You know the parts where he saw yeah. where it shows him living the high life and everything like that. Uh, yeah, I get it. I understand the critique, but, but I guess minor. But yeah, exactly. If that's the la- only thing you're going to complain about, then hey, dude, like this it. was this was the vision of the writer, director, producer, and uh, I understand the critique. I do. I questioned it when it happened, but there was also a nice. Um, I don't know. With remaining true to the story, there was also a nice little modern vibe brought in by some of those songs that you know sure. people younger than us could relate to. I suppose so. I thought it was a great movie. Like Steve said, maybe a little too long, but uh, yeah, it was good. good. And Tom Hanks got a lot of flack. I thought he did a good job in it. So I did too. I mean, when he plays the Colonel, you realize not only what a bastard the Colonel was, like he was really sick uh, mentally, yeah. uh, but uh, he was just weird and kind of creepy. I mean, I think we kind of knew that, but we didn't realize how how much he screwed Elvis and everyone around him. At least I did. True. No, he's well known in the music industry as like the stereotypical worst manager ever. But that movie really <laughs> highlights just how terrible he really was so he didn't have a soul dude i mean he no. really didn't have a soul that was crazy but brewski no you and you embrace your aarp i'll get there i'm just not going to acknowledge it that's all yeah not, i get it yeah. i'm not telling my uh you know 36 year old girlfriend that i have a aarp membership so. she hasn't brought it up she hasn't listened to the show that uh she doesn't realize that you're closer to diapers than she is yeah, I mean, I guess she'll be almost 40 by then, so maybe she'll be feeling the age, too. So. Yeah, we'll, see. So. we'll see. Yeah. Maybe she'll feel it before you, dude. I mean, it is uh, my belief, anyhow, that women just seem to work a lot harder all around in general than men do. I mean, I, I don't know yeah. how women are women, really. But uh, so, yeah, maybe she'll age quickly. I've said before, women should rule the world. They just haven't figured out yet. There's more of them than us, so don't tell them. Apparently, but <laughs> probably be a better society if they figured it out. But I digress. Hey, so. hey dude, is your uh, are your nerves starting to come back into a place of normality after you uh, repelled or scaled a building in Lake Tahoe this past week of uh, twenty stories, which is two hundred feet? Yeah, um, RVs. 
Uh, my nerves are okay. My my voice. I somehow got sick, so we'll see. Well, I already sound like Barry White, baby. So we'll see where I'm at by the end of the show. Were you? I, I can't remember. Were you sick when you did the uh, drop of, yes. off the building? You were this sick? Yeah. Uh, no, that was like day one or two of it. So, and honestly, uh, yesterday and the day before probably the worst. So I'm on the I'm on the men now. But good. Uh, but yeah, as mentioned on previous uh, episodes here of the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Olabruski. Uh yeah, I had the opportunity to rappel down the outside of a uh, high-rise casino here in South Lake Tahoe. Uh Harris Casino technically. I had the wrong casino. It was not Harvey's. They're owned oh. by the same company. And yeah. Harvey's is where our transmitters at. Harris is across the street and uh oh. yeah, it was uh, it was quite an experience. I I will tell you, it was Saturday morning at 10 a.m. out here. I woke up Saturday morning. I laid in bed for a minute kind of visualizing what going over the edge would be like. Restless uh, or slept okay? I slept okay the night before, but I laid there in the morning contemplating it. I then got up and started dry heaving. I had some anxiety (laughs) over the whole thing. (laughs) Which is, that's pretty standard for Steve, okay? When he has something he cares about or he's nervous about, he's usually going to throw up. Yeah, that's interesting. My whole 20s and 30s, I did that a lot. I had a lot of anxiety vomiting, but that stopped at some point in my 40s. But um, it came back as I contemplated falling off a building up here so yeah, yeah it was a hell of an experience this company is called over the edge and they do all urban repelling for charity events and company things like this you know team building or whatever and uh it was something i mean first of all i told myself i can back out the last second if i want to yeah but uh, i did take your guys's challenge i dressed as spider-man i had to do a homemade costume a la peter parker and all i thought it was great dude just to be honest with you i thought you did a really good job on the uh homemade costume yeah it looked really good got a red shirt i did a hand-drawn spider logo i found some bright blue shorts and i had my own spider-man socks of course so i wore wore those up to like the knee so it it completed yeah it was a nice uh, late 70s, early 80s Spider-Man look. Pretty much every Spider-Man movie, the first costume is always homemade, and I kind of modeled it after those. And Yeah, speaking uh, I, of which, dude, uh, I, I, I don't want to get off topic, but remind yeah. me at some point today, I need your review on Spider-Man. I mean, I kind of know what it is, but the listeners will be interested. I did see the new one. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that at some point today. Then. Perfect. But, and I will say, dressing up as Spider-Man, it gave me some level of weird confidence. You know? <laughs> I don't yeah. know why, but uh, it made me feel a little more in the moment. And Good, dude. That's fantastic. But yeah, this company, I mean, they're really professional. They had multiple people installing the harness on me, harness. And, uh, you know, they did safety point checks. Someone else would come in and check their work. And I got to hang from something inside the building so I could experience just trust and the equipment right i was like too didn't get to see it yeah no and uh so then i went out on the balcony of yeah the 20-story building here in lake tahoe was the wind blowing the wind was blowing and they told me you may start to spin around a little bit and don't worry about that (laughs) that was your biggest fear really is spinning around and then upside down which yeah i mean did you prove that to yourself that there's no way you could have gone upside down yes uh that was one of my first questions and the harness not only went around my uh, abdomen and when i first sat down i was like oh yeah the boys like they had (laughs) yeah they had to get adjusted into that harness. Yeah. Sure. yeah. But yeah, it goes up and over your shoulders, too. And so there's no way to fall backwards, basically. Right. And so, yeah, we go on in the ledge of this building and you're on a balcony and they have me sit on the railing facing in towards the building mm-hmm. and they start to tighten the ropes. And then they tell me, all right, now swing your uh, swing one leg over the side of the railing. <laughs> and then I swing the other leg over the side of the building. And at this are point, are you I- pooping your pants, though? I mean, are you so nervous that you think you might have an accident? 
I felt I was doing okay. They kind of kept telling me, take a deep breath, take a deep breath. Like, okay, yeah. so they saw something in you, a little yeah. anxiousness. But yeah. I'm sure that's normal. Yes. Yeah. I okay. said something about, forgive me if I swear excessively. And they've like, oh, we've been yelled at and screamed at. <laughs> People are like, no, we've heard it all, so... So, yeah, then I'm holding on to the shoulder of this one guy because you're strapped into this thing, but there's nothing to hold on to. You're sitting on a railing of a balcony 20 stories up. And the one thing I will admit, I never looked down. I only looked at you. You know, I just I I, I did not want to look straight down. And I'll tell you what, dude, I think that is brilliant. Uh, I I have to get MRIs, you know, usually once or Mm -hmm. twice a year. Yeah. The first time was maybe well the first time was like 16 years ago so mri machines have changed a lot but 16 years ago i went into the mri machine and i had a full-on panic attack and you have to hold still and i was supposed to be in there for over an hour so i said i gotta get out i'm sorry and it's you know five grand so they let me out and i said i will never go into that machine again with my eyes open so I roll into the machine, eyes closed, and I don't open them the entire time I'm in there, and I've been fine ever since. Yeah. yeah. No, there's something to it. I was looking up and off to the left and the right, but I just, yeah, I couldn't look straight down. And Good for you. So at this point, yeah, I'm sitting on the ra- the the railing. I've got both feet over, but I'm still kind of, my upper body still twisted back towards the building, and I'm holding on the shoulder of this one guy for balance, and they're like, all right, now you just need to basically fall backwards and lean, you know, and rotate back <laughs> towards the building. Just... And this is by far the hardest moment. So I, oh. at this point, I can't hold them because I'm going over the, the railing. So I grab the one rope, you know, the main one. And yeah. by the way, there's two ropes. The second one was there for pure safety. And okay. if you started Back free up. falling, yeah, it had a, a, an auto break on it. Like if it free falled for more than a couple of feet, this thing locks in and can't be done. So, so again, I was feeling safe about it. But And let's just add quickly that your two children are down in the parking lot below. Yeah. Uh, so if you fall to your death, oh. that'll be their last memory, dude. The witnesses. <laughs> yes. No, they were there. And I was happy they were there. I could I could vaguely hear them at the top. And as I eventually got down, I could hear them cheering for me. And that meant a lot. So Yeah. They cheered remember- the whole time dude they shared the they were the whole time hey go dad go dad it was awesome to see the video so i i, I might add something real quick here um it's not the fall that kills you it's the sudden stop as right. the uh, iron workers <laughs> here will tell you exactly that's terrible so yeah the over the edge part was definitely the hardest so i leaned back and i you know i've leaned over the edge of the building and i'm hanging off the side at this point and i have a death grip on this main rope And the guy looks at me, he's like, all right, that rope you're holding, it's not doing anything. Like, you're already secured in the harness and everywhere else. He's like, so take a deep breath and let go of the rope. No more white knuckles. Let it go. Yeah, so I did it. I let go, and I put my arms out like spread eagle, and I'm just leaning back over the side of this building. I mean, it was craziness. Isn't it funny how we trust a person that we literally have a five-minute, ten-minute relationship with? I mean, you're trusting them with your life. Literally, Let go? I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I told them, what's the accident rate? They're like, 0%. There's never been an accident. So I'm like, (laughs) so it's inevitable, huh? So now (laughs) I'm the one. It's coming. (laughs) And, yeah, so I, I leaned off, and they told me, like, put your feet up against the balcony, push yourself off a little. And they were like, have at it, you know? And this uh, pulley system, it's basically a little lever. And if you go anywhere from, like, 0 to 90%, you go, you can control your speed. And if you go 100%, it locks. So they Uh, won't let you just drop, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, I just started slowly because I wanted to savor it. A guy went before me, and he just dropped straight down. Like 30 seconds, he was done. And I'm like, wow. Ah. 
Oh, yeah, okay. you're up here. You're you're yeah. in a harness. Your harness squared at this point. Like, take your time, dude. Exactly. So I, uh, yeah, I went in a kind of a leisurely pace down. Every now and again, I kind of stopped and looked around, and I could see Lake Tahoe and the mountains. And uh, at one point, I passed a hotel window, and a guy leans out. He's like, hey, man, you want a beer? I, I, I saw was, that. I couldn't obviously hear what he said, <laughs> but I saw that guy. I was like, what, dude? Is that guy checking on him or what? It was like the 60s Batman show when they're repelling yeah. going up the building. And someone always leans out the window. Hey, Batman, what are you doing out there? <laughs> That's classic, dude. And uh, yeah, I could hear the kids cheering. And there was a whole little group of people at the bottom. And just random passerbyers stopping and taking pictures of me. And Yeah. Yeah. At one point, the wind started kind of drifting me around. And I, I did. Was- I wondered. So I'm watching the video. And I'm wondering, oh, man. If he pooped his pants. We talked about defecation right. in your pants. And I thought, Brewski, if he just if he's gonna defecate he did it just now because he did start (laughs) going around in a circle and i was like just relax (laughs) no i mean by that point i was about two-thirds of the way down and i could tell that the ground was coming i you know i was never freaking out on the actual way down getting over the ledge getting on a balcony sitting on the railing i mean your brain is just screaming at you like what are you doing you know yeah it's not supposed to happen no but yeah i enjoyed the whole thing down and the adrenaline was definitely rushing i mean when i got down i was like i'm gonna run a marathon like just let me go 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 (laughs) and you felt like that for a few hours you said oh yes yeah absolutely yeah that's cool dude i wondered uh when you went down you were really taking your time and I yeah, thought, yeah. oh, he's he's relaxed. He's enjoying himself. And once you got about three quarters down, then you sort of sped it up, you know. Yeah. Once the uh, the thrill was over, I could see the ground at that point, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, I wanted to savor. And they told me, you can stop. You can pause. No rush. You know, savor the experience. So, uh, wow. So yeah, it was something else. And it was cool to have the kids there. And I got some, uh, the kids got some great pictures from the bottom. But I'm still waiting. And they should come today, actually. The event people were taking pictures from up top. Nice. And they uh, they put a radio on you so they can talk to you. You can't yep. talk to them, but if there's some emergency or they need you to, they want to encourage you. So about a third of the way down, mm-hmm. they're like, hey, Steve, look up. We're taking a picture. So there's a picture of me like a third of the way down looking straight up with nothing but the abyss behind me. And so I rad, dude. That's I can't awesome. wait. Are you going to put it on our webpage? Yeah, I'll do all the, the vocal minority stuff. So Yeah, I didn't even mention the webpage. So the vocalminority.net, we've got some socials there, and soon we will have spider-man aka harness so oh, yeah building pictures that's fun it was yeah. quite an experience i would do it again i don't know if there'll ever be a chance again but um yeah it was something else so i'm, I'm glad i did it but yeah it did scare the crap out of me for sure <laughs> once nice. i was hanging and dropping i just i uh, embraced and enjoyed so oh brusky and i award you with this oh now you are a champion god dang right nice job are you fed up with feeling like a loser a real dummy Are you tired of urinating and defecating in your pants? Well, I'm sorry to hear that. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. It's Need to Know News. News you need to know. It's the kind of uh, stories that you want to talk about around the water cooler. Maybe trying to impress a lady, a man, uh, maybe a non-binary. Uh, This is where you get your news, guys, gals, and my non-binary pals. I don't find that most women are impressed by news. I find they tolerate it in my life, but none of them are like, Steve, tell me what the news is today, please. (laughs) Oh, uh, my wife does. I mean, I'm hard-pressed to get that uh, radio when I drive her car off MSNBC. I mean, it's always on either that or the... What's the British news, Brewski? BBC. BBC. Yep. She listens. She loves the BBC. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, good. She's a keeper, Nick. And you can fart in front of her, too, right? (laughs) Yeah. I will say I am now two and a half weeks shy of six months with Dottie, and I have not farted in front of her. (laughs) You haven't. I mean, as a great barrier, you know. Has it caused some uh, moments that you needed to excuse yourself? Hey, I'm going to go grab the paper. I'll be right back. I've been doing a lot of stealthily farting for sure. Yeah. Oh, oh, my goodness. I Are stopped your farts back to smelling? Uh, no, they've been okay. You know, I might not usually don't. So uh, yeah. I'm really good about that. But they're very percussive and loud. <laughs> but um, no, I, I think I shared, you know, the first couple of months of any new relationship, I must always take a modium. So it cuts down on the gas and everything. And Dude, my know. sister's been married for a couple of years. She still takes a modium every day. <laughs> Is that not crazy? Uh, they were out on a walk, uh, like a nature walk. And my sister has a great anxiety of pooping or peeing her pants. Both of them. Like, she I mean, a, a real anxiety. Hmm. They go out on this nature walk and they're going down this trail and all of a sudden my sister decides, or she doesn't decide, her stomach decides that she's got to poo now, dude. Oh. And, uh, they're in, I mean, there's nothing that can be done. It's one of those times where I'm either going to pull my pants down or I'm going to poop my pants. Those are my two options. Yeah. So she tells her new husband, she'd kill me if she knew I was telling you guys this. She tells her new husband, like, go, go like 200 yards up. I can't have you see me right now. And he uh, runs up and she squatty potties real quick on the ground on a walking trail. That was her ah, first experience having to poop in front of the guy. Ouch. She needs to go in the woods a little bit. You can't leave that. You can't leave that behind for someone else to find. Oh, this is on a walking trail, dude. That's what and, I'm saying. Yeah. So no, no, That's this hilarious. was not hidden or anything. So I mean, uh, it, I, it went like this, dude. It was a quick, a quick moment in time. She. I, Pulls her pants up, and they live maybe. <laughs> she's gonna murder me. They we'll live find like, out if she listens or not. Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know her husband does. <laughs> so they live like three quarters of a mile from where she pooed. Okay, so she poops, pulls her pants up, tells husband, "Come on, let's go," and uh, goes to her house. I am on next door. Three days later, someone takes a picture <laughs> of this poop oh and says. There's a huge bear roaming uh. around here somewhere and takes a picture of the poop on the trail. I send it to my sister. Oh I said, is this gosh. your poo? Are you a bear? Are you being accused of being a bear? She said, I promise you that is not my poo. It wasn't yeah, right. that big. So that is, That's what I would have said, though. Like, there's a bear. Run, honey. I'm going to hide here. <laughs> Why would you not step off the trail? What the hell? Uh, dude, it was in pants. Uh, there was no. There was no time. Dude. No time. No time. <laughs> So if I, if I may share this really quickly, when I used to work at this computer store in Seattle, in Belltown, mm. I would have to open the receiving door every day because we would have to keep it like barricaded because in the alley behind our store, there was a really bad problem with like homeless back there trying sure. to break into our building and everything. I can't even tell you how many times I would have to open that receiving door and then oh. go and get the hose because homeless folks had pooped outside. Well, Listen. they did have a sign saying all packages should be delivered out back. <laughs> <laughs> all packages I... to the rear. Right. Well, all right. Wow. Everyone get that visual out of your head and <laughs> let's do some news. Need to know news. News you need to know. Okay. Let's start off with something serious that we've all been kind of talking about. And that is uh, poop. One Donald J. Trump. Oh, yeah. Poop. Okay, good. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So big. (laughs) It was tremendous. Just amazing. Tremendous Uh, poop. So um, 
It turns out that this is an exclusive from CNN, actually, earlier this week. An employee at Don, Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence drained the resort's swimming pool last October and ended up flooding a room where computer servers that held all the surveillance for oh. the uh, were kept. The other part of this is that we're supposed this- to leave that's just a coincidence. They happened to flood the room that had all the surveillance. Yeah, exactly. And on top of that, this did they same- stop the drain with classified documents? Is that is that why it flooded over? <laughs> no, they they drain they drained the pool, and and I guess the hose just happened to go. And this this room is nowhere near the pool at all. You have to like really run a hose to get that room to be flooded. From from the article, yeah. say. And then the other part of this is that this is the same employee that the day Ow. before they were going to search for classified documents. Yeah. This guy, this guy under the direction of Trump, moved boxes of documents to another room where they weren't going to be searching. Right. And also, this is the same guy who called the company that 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 oversees their video surveillance and asked, hey, how long do they hold on to those images on the server for? Just what he accused Hillary of doing, right? Like bleaching the servers, even though bleach was a computer program that deletes stuff. But whatever. Yes. It's That's insane, hilarious. dude. I mean, uh, this man is, uh, he's going down, down, down. Oh, I hope so. Yes. I, I mean, don't. so many things are happening right now with all the indictments coming up. And then uh, there's still Georgia, ladies and gentlemen. We don't want, know what's going to happen there. I find it fascinating that uh, Donald Trump has written us another uh, tweet in all caps. Right. Like your social yelling on social media. Well, that's and then also keep in mind that there's also a grand jury that Jack Smith has uh, convened in um, in Florida as well. I love you, uh, Jack. So uh, so you got D.C. and you have Florida as well. Both federal um, grand juries. Well, first of all, the pool guy had top secret clearance, so it's okay that he was moving all of these documents around. So. They were declassified, dude. He declassified <laughs> them. It's okay, dude. With Trump's he thought about it. He, he, did. he thought about it and just declassified it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I honestly, uh, I can't wait to see what happens come next spring and summer. I mean, I think we're going to have the Republican nominee for president under multiple indictments, probably more than one guilty charge, federal state charges, and you just watch. Republicans will still vote for him. Oh, yes, absolutely. The question of will any of these things disqualify him? And what happens then, by the way? Like, who steps in on the Republican side? The the process is over. They're going to have to run somebody as a third-party independent candidate, a write-in or something. No, the process isn't over. Why would you say that? Why is that so? Well, what if he's found guilty next summer and one of those charges mean you're no longer eligible to be in federal office? So now he's won the nomination for the GOP, but he's now been disqualified from one of these convictions. We better I would imagine they pick would a, just, a vice president, dude, a good yeah, exactly. vice president. You know? Yeah, that, that's exactly what they'll, they'll do. So they'll have him grabbing like Tim Scott or Nikki Haley or Nimrata Haley. Yeah, but how would me. that work? We're not, we don't vote for vice presidents. No, but they would they would move the vice president up to, to that spot there uh, on the presidential ballot, and they would have to replace. They'd have to get his name off every ballot in the country. I mean, how the hell would they even pull that off? This could be quite an S show coming our way next year. Hopefully we'll know very soon. I mean, hopefully we'll know very soon that he cuts a deal that says, you know what? Okay, I'm not going to go to prison if I sign this piece of paper that says I'm ineligible for any elections. Yeah. It's a possibility. I mean, I get- I mean, his his lawyers, for him to write that tweet, dude, his lawyers must have come out of that meeting and sat him down and he said, all right, reality check, dude. I mean, this is real. 
Yes. Yeah, the tweet you're referencing where he, but what about Hillary? But what about Biden? But what? He sounds like every elementary school child I've ever heard get in trouble. My brother did that. My sister, Bobby at school did this. How come I'm in trouble? It's always the but what a, but what about, but what about? Just shut up and do realize what you've done here and it's catching up to you. Yeah, well, now there's these uh, rumors of him on video admitting, like, I can't just declassify stuff in my brain. Like, there's a whole process in place, which, yes. if that is true, means he's admitted that he knows he can't just declassify stuff. That's his uh, entire retort. So that could be quite interesting as well if all that comes out. So it's yeah. going to be a spectacle. And I love that the, uh, the GOP is going to have mud on their face, to say the least. And still, he doesn't even seem bothered. They asked him, uh, what are you doing tonight after all of this has come out? Probably making love. And he's still just cool <laughs> as a cucumber, dude. <laughs> well, you, you know, by the way, he, he is uh, been shopping for more attorneys in the D.C. area with trial experience. I can't imagine what kind of lawyer wants this case. Not only is it an uphill battle, but he's known for not paying his bills. So, What's the, uh, wh- uh, there's a guy, gosh, I can't remember his name. He got in trouble on January 6th. He w- uh, was a professor at Rachel's Law School. Uh, wh- who was that attorney who got busted on January 6th? Do you remember? That one guy. So, you know. Computing, computing, computing. Brewski is computing. Boston Booyah. Here's John, answer. John something. Johnny John Eastman. Yeah. John Eastman. That's right. John Eastman. That'd be a perfect lawyer for Trump because John Eastman has already pledged his allegiance to uh, Sir Trump, and uh, he'll do it for free, dude. He doesn't care. He Why? should make him his vice presidential candidate. You know? <laughs> yes. Kill a few birds with one stone. Yes. Uh, now Chris Christie's in the game. Did you guys see that? I did. I did. And, I, and I th- that, that makes it even more fun because, remember, Chris Christie is the one who put Jared Kushner's father in prison. And he is already, I mean, uh, having some, I don't know if you call them rallies, I don't know, 30, yeah. 40 people or whatever. But uh, yeah. he's already talking crap on Trump. And he's like, you know, this guy's a piece of crap. We named yeah. One thing he told you he was going to do that came true. One yeah. thing. All of them are still losing epically to Trump. How embarrassing must that be? <laughs> The twice impeached, uh, you know, insurrection causing under federal state indictments. And you still can't beat the guy. Like like I said before, every man in this country should find a woman that looks at him the way the the Republican voters look at Trump. No matter what you hear about him, they're like, that's not true. There's no way he did that. He's a good man. Damn it. Not the way Melania looks at Trump, because she looks at him with disdain, but the way voters do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And where's Melania been? You seen those two together in the last like two years? No. You know, I I swear I'm I'm still waiting for her to, to 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 divorce him. Oh, yes. you know, he must just, have her either under the most ironclad, you know, prenup, or well, he's got some body of hers buried somewhere, a kid of hers. No, actually, they had to renegotiate the prenup after the whole Stormy Daniels thing, and he actually yeah. had to up the amount of money that, that he um, was going to pay her. Crying out loud. Are you tired of going fishing for tuna only to bring home an STD? You're not alone. If you were, what you would be doing is called straight-up masturbation. This is need-to-know news. News you need to know. I heard that on the Today Show. That's one of their openings. I think. Yeah, I'm that. sorry, I stole it, dude. I stole it. <laughs> that, that goes right into Hoda Copy there. <laughs> that sounds. That's not. That sounds like Marcus the Carcass, by the way. <laughs> it does, dude. I'm glad you think that. Uh, I thought so too. It's just it's uh, another guy, but uh, it's not Marcus. That's funny. All right, you going or am I going? What do you got? You're going.
All right. Uh, you know, my entire life, I've been trying to figure out if aliens are real. I've offered some of my theories here on the show that they have to be. Statistically yeah. speaking, they got to be somewhere out in this multi-universal thing we got. And nano, nano, dude. I swear we can announce right now that aliens were real and no one would notice and no one would care. And here's a good example. Uh, UFO bombshell. U.S. intelligence whistleblower says the feds have, quote, intact craft. This is from, I mean, I'm reading from the Huffington Post, but every news outlet has carried this, but no one's yeah. carried it. No one's noticed. A uh, whistleblower who served in the U.S. military and in several intelligence roles, like a credible person, says the federal government has multiple craft of, quote, non-human origin and has been working overtime to cover it up. Quote, these are retrieving non-human origin technical vehicles. Call it a spacecraft, if you will. They're non-human exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. In some cases, agents have found more than just vehicles. What does that mean? This guy says, well, quote, naturally, when you recover a crash there's that's either landed or crashed, sometimes you encounter dead pilots. And believe it or not, as fantastical as this sounds, it's true. He Dude, said. Oh, well, first of all, I mean, this confirms that aliens could die, right? So they can be killed. That's good news, right? right? Yeah. I mean, if we need to have a war, uh, they can die. <laughs> it's possible. Second off. Uh, I can't believe, are these in a jar and formaldehyde, that whole thing? Are, are we experimenting on them? Please tell me more. I mean, that's his assertion. Uh, earlier in the day, uh, he reported that Grush, a uh, news agency reported that Grush had told uh, Congress and U.S. Uh, Inspector General agents that the information was illegally being withheld from lawmakers who have recently held uh, hearings on UFO activity. The U.S. military now prefers the abbreviation UAP, for unidentified aerial phenomena or uh, unidentified anomalous phenomena. It's a phenomenon. That's right. Uh, Grush, the guy in question here, who saw combat in Afghanistan, served several roles in U.S. intelligence uh, community and was the National Reconnaissance Office uh, representative to the UAP task force, told the uh, debrief uh, news agency that the U.S. government and its contractors have been retrieving materials for decades. The materials include intact and partially intact vehicles. Dude, that, I mean, that freaks me out. That freaks me out. And why is nobody saying a damn thing, dude, right. including myself? Why? No one's noticing this. This comes, it says, at a time of a remarkable period in which the U.S. military has, for the first time, admitted to encounters with objects that defy technology, that they can't explain how they're doing this. And no one's noticing this. No one seems to care. Bruce, have have you heard so this numb? story? You know what? I, I just. I, and it's I not just I, this one dude. I mean, he's referencing all these reports and all of these videos that uh, government agencies have said, like, we can identify that. We don't know what that is, how it happens I, that I, way. We don't know. And I get that. I guess. I don't know. I guess so many people. I believe there are aliens. You know, we're not the only people that, that are in our galaxy. Yeah. But uh, the, only, the other thing is, I don't know how many I, how much I believe these people. T- too many of these these people turn out to be like crackpots. You know what I mean? Like if, yeah. if you let if if the guy was well spoken, if it was like Neil deGrasse Tyson, but know, someone is, like that. Like he's an actual intelligence officer, a long serving military. I mean, he works in the government doing this work, and he's coming I, but, out seeking whistleblower protection to say this. But, but we but we haven't heard him speak though. You think he's just a babbling moron? Is that what's? I, gonna, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if I I think I. I think if I heard the guy and if he sounded like he knew what he was talking about and he didn't sound like Goober from well, the I mean, he's been show. holding down a job his whole life. He's not some farmer that's out licking the cow's balls. Okay, and not, a, not, not everybody that, that, <laughs> that works in the government is super well-spoken. I mean, that's, well, that's true. Fair.
president, dude. The most popular president we've had in decades is not well-spoken. <laughs> yeah, really. In a uh, 2014 incident, a Navy Super Hornet pilot almost collided with an unidentified flying object during a mission near Virginia Beach, Virginia. Footage from the 2015 uh, from 2015 shows two Navy pilots tracking an unidentified object flying off the East Coast. One pilot is heard saying, "Wow, what is that, man? Look at that thing flying!" Oof. And we Dude. just don't have an answer, and no one really seems to care or follow up or anything. You want this me is to what tell the you? Files did they put out a, mu- a bunch of craziness so that no one would believe the real things? Yes, you're you're 100 right. Uh, listen to this, dude. Well, I think that there is a part of us, like the uh, article kind of alludes to, this last four year period, pandemic, Trump time, all of this block of time mm-hmm. has made us school shootings need to become numb dude and stop listening to the rhetoric whether it's true or not at this point we're just kind of picking and choosing you know what i mean maybe that's why they're announcing all this stuff now they know it's just gonna get lost in the shuffle yeah no well, listen not not if you listen on on overnight radio yeah where's yeah, our bell when you need them dude exactly. <laughs> no george, george nori Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's there are certainly some people I'm talking about. Like I said, I'm reading it from a real news site, but it just doesn't seem to be any traction. No one on my Facebook feed is uh, sharing the story or talking about it. We just think about Alex Jones when we hear this stuff now. Like Bruski said, they're either crazy or we're just going to let it go. Whatever. I I need to see to believe. Stop talking about it. And I I think of it somebody that that, you know, is a credible scientist they're not going to just go and spout, you know, garbage because they think about their own reputation and and their academic credentials. If they were the ones that that were sharing that information with us, I think then you would see more of more people paying attention to it and being more engaged. I bet it's, not. The, it's the messenger. You know, the Netflix movie, Don't Look Up, articulates this so perfectly, where credible scientists are like, there's a freaking asteroid coming to destroy us. And everyone's like, just don't look up. Like, why do we care? No, it's garbage. Fake news. Like, I haven't seen it. <laughs> so I think that's what's going on. The I, I most credible person in the world could be telling us this. We'd all be like, eh, fake news. I saw that in a movie. What happens? Why aren't we following the movies a little closer? What happens? Why haven't I seen a press conference on a huge, like, uh, TED-esque uh, stage? you know great lighting everything else with the little moon rover or whatever the vehicle is why why are you showing it to us why haven't we seen the dead alien is that just too much there's only two possible explanations either it is an alien or some other government has developed technology way beyond our means and that should be a major story too yes well, you would think yeah but no one seems to notice no one seems to care so there you go news you need to know from barry white baby Need to know news. News you need to know. All right. More news you need to know. A dead raccoon and a sign with racist and intimidating language was left on the front door of an uh, Oregon mayor's office on Monday. Redmond Police Department detectives responded to a call from Redmond Mayor Ed Fitch. 8 a.m. local time. Redmond police said in a news release that they uh, rushed to the scene. Fitch found a dead animal with a sign mentioning Fitch and Black City Council Clifford Evelyn by name. I thought this was someone who hated the new Guardians of the Galaxy and killed a raccoon in protest. Oh, uh, <laughs> did you? Is this surprise you haven't ever seen any Garden of uh, Guard of the Galaxy? What's it called? Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, never saw it. Should oh, I? dude. 
you will love it. But if for nothing else, the soundtrack, especially the first one, it's got one of the best movie soundtracks ever. You've okay. got that movie. All right. But I digress. Let's get back to the racism. Based on the content of the sign's message in the dead raccoons, this is being investigated as a potential bias crime in the second degree. Do we know what a bias crime is? Is like it the same crime. as a hate crime? or Similar, it's got to be, right? Yeah, maybe so. That's uh, lawyer talk there. Yeah. Fish said the message on the sign was racially hateful. I feel bad for Clifford. It seems there's someone or there's some people. a big red dog? <laughs> no, dude, that's the black guy's name. Stop <laughs> oh, it. Oh, sorry. Uh, I feel bad for Clifford. It seems there are some people in town that can't accept the fact that Clifford is black and is on the city council. He told the oh, publication. Like, is this? Jeez. This is just happened on Monday, dude. Man, what the sign say? Do we know? I'd like to judge how racist it is. Yes, dude. It's uh, had a raccoon on there. Raccoon imagery has uh, long been a long time insulting anti-black. Sure. Uh, statement here the sign said let me find it again well i already said uh i want to marinate in the racism so yes please find i it. don't know dude i don't know if they've got it on here i was gonna say often they, they don't it. so they say they have no tolerance for hate speech of any kind against any person or group and the uh, police chief is looking into this i guess we'll find out more of what's going on but mm. this is the kind of thing dude uh i had something hit a little closer to home yesterday and it was the first time i'm from seattle dude i live in liberal town you right. know what i mean yeah, yeah. for the most part i see some trump flags and stuff like that on the east side of the state or the south end but for the most part it's liberal a friend okay. of mine who happens to be a trans man uh sent me a link yesterday to a uh business owner of sammamish washington which is you know just part of his yeah. really they're having a meeting on zoning and this guy shows up uh this guy owns a couple of restaurants locally here here middle eastern restaurants okay and I and Rachel go to him all the time, dude, to eat at this place. This guy he sits down and talks, and uh, they're talking about zoning. And he says, I got a few things to say on zoning. But first, I'd like to talk about this. We just had a meeting, and it talked about inclusion and how we should be operating in 2023. And I have... Uh, I have some things to disagree with and starts going into the fact that uh, why are we referring to LGBTQ plus people as a minority of any sort? Um, they're not a different color. This is a choice, and the choice that they're making oh. is bringing disease to our oh. community and and oh, just wow. unloads, dude. Wow. And I'm sitting there. My mouth is dropped. I'm like, I didn't think I had anyone around me like this. This is that hateful. So he goes on to say, like, it's just my opinion. Thought it should be known. When things are going good, I like to speak up. And when things are going bad, I like to speak up. So I called his restaurant right away, dude. And I just asked, hey, do you guys serve uh, LGBTQ plus people? Is it, do you guys welcome them into your restaurant? Yeah. This, whoever answered obviously wasn't the owner because he was like, oh, what a stupid question. Of course we do. Like, we don't discriminate against anyone. I was like, you didn't hear what happened on Monday at the council meeting? Wow. Like, uh, you should probably go talk to your boss, dude. Uh, I hate to see you getting hate for it, but you should know who you're working for. Wow. Good for you for calling the place and calling them out. Yeah, dude. It was just so sick. And I think to myself, it bothers me emotionally. Like, ew, I hate that kind of thing. But like my friend, this trans man, 
Uh, his community feels under attack, dude, and uh, it oftentimes is called out when he leaves the house. And, you know, I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but this is a guy that you can't eat. You would never know he's trans. I mean, he looks great, looks fantastic. He looks how he wants to represent, and he does as a man, dude. So uh, there's people out there that are getting a lot of hate right now is what it's my a, point is. It's all these Biden supporters. They've just gone off the deep end. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah, it's just got to be. So uh, It so. really has gone way too far in this country. Um, the backlash happening right now, not only against the uh, the gay community, but certainly the transgender. It's just it's going way off the deep end. And uh uh, we've mentioned it before, but the targets, the Bud Lights, you got to stop giving in to these bullies. It's just you're giving them an inch and they're going to take a mile and start hanging people with it. I mean, I'm not even joking. It's just way out of control. Just asking uh, to continue or maybe even up your game when it comes to being an ally. Please, a real champion. That's yeah. all we're talking about here. This is the only news you need to know. After all, this is need to know news. News you need to know. Enough uh, said. Can I go? I've got a story I've been squashing yeah. for a few weeks. Yeah, now. go, dude. It's very important news, but I all feel right. it needs Give to it be to us. I feel it needs to be discussed. It is need to know news after all. All right. Uh the uh the Kraft Heinz company. Heinz, you know, ketchup, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh they've unveiled the first customizable digital sauce dispenser. Ooh. The new machine right. the new machine will allow people to personalize their own sauce creations. The machine is operated by a touchscreen and allows people to select from a range of bases, uh, such as ketchup, mayonnaise, the Heinz 57 sauce, and then you get to add things, jalapeno, smoked chipotle, oh, buffalo sauce, all these, all these different concoctions. So This is wonderful. Any word on pricing? Uh, they're putting these in like fast food restaurants and stuff. So it's okay. just going to be part of your, you know, <laughs> getting your ketchup or whatever you go over to the machine. So it's like the new soda machines, dude, that I love. First of all, they give you the pebble ice, then you lay a base down and then you can add flavor. Like, yeah, I like all these customizable sauces. Right. That's drinks. my first question. I hate these touchscreen devices in fast food restaurants. Ooh. I find it so scummy and dirty that all of us grubby customers are touching the same damn screen, and then we all go sit and eat our food. I oh. just are you st- are you not traveling with hand sanitizer still? Uh, no, I mean no, and nor should I, I have to. Well, just give me my food, give me my ketchup. Don't make me order myself. Don't make me get my ketchup myself, my soda myself. Like what the hell? I'm over. You me. know, you know. By the way, um, there was a you story are that- now available for an AARP card, dude. You crabby <laughs> old man. Go ahead, Bruce. There, there was a story that came out a couple of years ago where those touch screens at the McDonald's where you order your own food and that sort of thing. Yeah. And this was this this was in England. It wasn't here in the United States, yeah. but I'm sure it's just as bad, if not worse, here in the States. Covered but in feces, said, right? Exactly. They have a high yes. concentration of fecal matter of on course. the screens. We're <laughs> disgusting people, especially fast food junkies. Yeah. So, no. Uh, let me just tell the person at the counter, I don't need to make my own soda. And by the way, I mean, making your own sauce, how many times do you have to experiment with this machine before you're going to figure out the right mix? How long is the line going to be while the guy in front yeah. of you is trying to... Dude, this, is, this is an at-home device. I would pay to have one of these at home. I well, maybe love to that make would make sauce. more sense. But no, this yeah. is coming to a Wendy's or a McDonald's near you. <laughs> I don't really it's need just... anything special, dude. What what do you dip your fries in? Ketchup. Only? Mayonnaise. I mean, or mayonnaise. Yeah. I'm mayonnaise, I'm ketchup. Sometimes I'm mayonnaise and ketchup. Sometimes I'm ranch. Sometimes I'm tartar, dude. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I want some variety. So are you going to sit there and do 80% ketchup, 10% tartar, 5% yeah. chipotle? Like, how I long is that going to take? Listen, I know all the already. sauces and how they will taste by sight. I know when it's, if I'm mixing mayo and uh, something, I know when it's the right color that I like the taste of it. Mm. I've been stuck behind someone just trying to get a Coke on one of those touch screens. Yeah. I can't even imagine them creating their own custom combinations. Well, and, yeah. and, if the, and if that saucing is in the area where the Coke the Coke machine is and the custom Coke machine and where the napkins and the straws and everything are, it's going to gum that whole area up completely. It's going to be right. like a, you know, I-5 on a Saturday night, you know? Yes. Uh, That's a yeah. fact. Yeah. I hey, like dude. the concept. Maybe in your home kitchen, you know, take your time blending away. But fast yeah. food, it's in the definition. It's in the word, like fast. Get yes. out of my way and get your feces off my screen that I'm about to touch. <laughs> dude, I went to, you know, I went to a wedding this week. First of all, I, uh, this is, I'm starting, Rachel, when I have to tell her I go poo now that I tell her I take a document dump, I got to go dump some documents is my new thing, right? So we're at this wedding. I have to take a document dump and they rented out these very nice uh to call them an outhouse or a porta potty oh. doesn't uh, read the picture properly Ooh, uh they have heated toilet version. seats and it's in the back of a horse trailer basically and there's two oh. stalls you, that you can walk into and have uh-huh. total privacy oh, wonderful so i dump documents then i come out and let me just say once in a while, when you're dumping documents, you get one that is just like, uh, how many times will I have to wipe this before this toilet paper is just white when I'm done? Sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe 20. <laughs> I mean, I just couldn't get wow, it just right. just kept going. Sometimes yeah, I'm well, impressed by that. Like, is this a magic trick? How does this just keep going? <laughs> yes, dude. What is going on down there? Well, you know, what, what were you eating that, that, that hit you then that you couldn't have gone before you left the house? Custom well, I don't I, I don't know. I'm, I, to be honest with you, dude, since COVID, my uh, whole uh, pooping schedule has been off. I usually will take a poo around 10, 11 o'clock, and that's usually my only poo of the day. Uh, but it's been happening at random lately, so mm. I'm sorry. But I jumped up out of the horse trailer bathroom and thought, oh, no. When I opened the door, there's a huge line, dude. Oh. And I'm in a tiny little room, and I just destroyed uh, that bathroom. These yes. are all wedding guests that I'm going to see again when we walk in. <laughs> I run to the bar and think, I'm just going to get a drink, dude. I'll get a drink. There's a guy in front of me. Do you guys both understand how sometimes I could be rude to people in public and they think it's funny that I can kind of get away with it sometimes? Well, everyone loves everything you do and say. So, yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's all I've ever seen. So. All right. Well, you know, my dad was a genius at this, that he could say things to people in public that most people would be like, screw you, old man. But he got away with it. I compliment people and they think I'm being rude. So you and I are opposites. (laughs) Right. All right. So this guy is in front of me at the bar. And he is, they have pre-selected drink menu, four or five different drinks you can get. And that's all you can get. Mm. One of them is a whiskey drink. And he says, uh, can I just do a shot of whiskey? And the lady was like, our insurance doesn't cover it. Uh, we, you can't do shots. Yeah, you have to I'm work sure that's off stipulated this. in the insurance policy, but okay. So he says, uh, can you 
put a little water in it and make it just a Jack, you know, on ice or whatever. And she was like, no, you pick from one of these drinks. He kept trying these different combinations. Okay. Could you just do this and put a splash of grenadine? Then it's a drink, you know, uh, she's saying no to every one of them. I am at a wedding. Everyone's dressed very nicely. And I said, dude, just get a Napoleon. They're good. Just go. Let's go here. <laughs> Thinking that he would turn around and be like, oh, man, sorry. I didn't know I was holding the lineup. He was so effing pissed off, dude, that he turned around and glared at me like we were going to fight very soon. Nice. I said, sir, this is ridiculous. My buzz is slowly starting to fade, and you're not helping this at all. Will you order the freaking drink? You're harshing my mellow, man. Completely. So he turned around and ordered and walked away, and I could see him 10 feet away in a group of guys telling them all what had just happened. They could all come kick your ass now. I thought I thought maybe I'm going to get beat up at this wedding, dude. Was he little? Did he have Napoleon Complex? Is that what? Yes. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is so, so I don't know. I, you're right. I don't want to get stuck in lines. I want things to move fast at fast food. That is my point. Yeah. Well, good luck with this new Heinz custom con. Yeah, exactly. What comes with time, free feces, dude? though? So. Free feces. Just sniff your finger. Right. Uh, we're, we're, we're tight on time. We can either do another story. I can tell you my Spider-Man thoughts, whatever you guys want. Let's do uh, the Spider-Man thoughts, and then we can bring the program to a close. Uh, what did you bro- go see? What's that, Bruce? I, I was going to say, before we close the program, I just want to do one last thing that, that we can close, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, always yeah. do. Like before Spider Man or after? What are you talking about? No, this is kind of a serious thing. So I don't, I don't know if you, you want to do it now or you want to do the Spider Man thing first. Ooh, go ahead. Oh, you want cliffhanger? Okay, Spider Man. Let's do Spider Man. Then you can tell us whatever you're going to tell us. Because now I'm working okay. to bum us all out. No, I'm not actually. Are you quitting? But uh, no, here's the thing. I'll do my thing, and then you can do your your, your Spider Man. You'll close okay. up with Spider Man. Okay. I just want to remind everybody that just yesterday it was 79 years ago that. My grandfather's generation went on Normandy Beach and fought against those goddamn effing Nazis. And for all those, and you can bleep this if you want to, that want to fly that that want to fly that flag today. Keep in mind all those guys that went and they fought against those that you want to fly the flag for these days. Booyah! Yeah, isn't it a sad commentary that Nazis are still in the news? Like it's a current event. Like none of yeah. them attention to history that they're the bad guys. Uh, yeah, I- exactly. And, and it's I, just like I, the Confederacy morons. Like your side lost. You're a bunch of losers. Stop waving your flag, losers. Win a war. Yeah, your your grandfather or your great grandfather fought against the people who you're waving a flag over. Those people that you were waving that flag for were shooting at your grandfather, your great grandfather, trying to kill them, trying Maybe to take over the world. Yeah, uh, there's been a lot of veterans coming out uh, in the past week and a half, you know, that were uh, at D-Day and uh, telling their stories. And uh, they're incredible, dude. I mean, the things that those uh, people had to do, drop that gate, see the first, you know, 10 people in front of them shot dead immediately, if not sooner, and then try and stay alive. I mean, these are the American heroes, dude. Stop it. Could you tell one of these people? If you had face-to-face time with them, like, here's my flag. Like, <laughs> I mean, just pretend one of them's sitting next to you. Exactly. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. So that, that's, all, that's, all, that's all I wanted to say. 
Well, booyah. That's a good thing to throw in. So, uh, Anyone from that era still alive should reward themselves by going to see the new Spider-Man movie. Come <laughs> on! Let's yeah. just tie it all together. Uh, this is probably the greatest Spider-Man movie ever made. The brand new Across the uh, Spider-Verse. So funny, dude, because I told Steve, uh, obviously I'm not the Spider-Man guy, right? Steve knows everything there is to know. Yeah. Um, I said, I saw the trailer for it, dude. Is this one a little hokey? What are we getting into here? Right. And uh, like, I was like, is this immediately rubbish? shot down. No, yeah, it's not. So this is the sequel. Uh, it's an animated movie. And uh, I can't imagine conservatives love it because one of the Spider-Man is, uh, is black. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Oops. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people are upset about that part. But um, the first one came out a few years ago and won the Oscar for uh, Best Animated Movie and won all sorts of awards. It was a phenomenal movie. So the sequel just came out uh, across the Spider-Verse. And First of all, visually, it is one of the most beautifully animated movies I've ever seen. It will absolutely win the Oscar. Um, And it combines multiple animation styles. The overall movie has its own kind of flair. But then one of the brilliant things, and I question, like Nick is not a super Spider-Man nerd, so I don't know if you'd get off on it quite as much as the kids and I did, because they make reference directly or indirectly to every single Spider-Man iteration, every comic book, every TV show, every movie from every genre, every decade, and each of them has its own art style that they combine in. There's some live-action stuff in there. Andrew Garfield makes a cameo. I mean, it is... It is a Spider-Man orgy. In this it sounds movie. incredible, dude, and I do. I respect that. Uh, when I was watching the Super Mario Brother movie, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that was some of the things I loved about that movie is the, all the callbacks and stuff that only we knew they were talking about. So yeah. Yeah. I get off on that, dude. I think that's great. It's a two and a half hour movie and it flies by. The pacing never stops. The movie just kicks right through. There is no downtime. Like, I think anyone who even isn't a super geek would just enjoy it just because it's a beautifully illustrated and uh, just fast paced movie. What's the musical theme to the movie? You know, uh, they do have a really interesting score. It's not like what I would call contemporary pop music, although it is some more modern artist that does a lot of the stuff. Uh, But Neo was geeking out on the soundtrack, and I was sharing some of it with Dottie, and she was like, oh, wow, I love that artist. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's an amazing movie, and the kids and I were just geeking out. I mean, uh, we got walking out of that theater, just everyone was just running through all the references and the cameos and all the ups and downs and... It, the, you know, the bad news is it's uh, it ends with a to be continued. And then <laughs> the next it's not movie bad is, news, dude. That's exciting. You just want it now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a cliffhanger. And sometimes, like with Marvel, when they did um, Endgame and Infinity War, or vice versa, Infinity War and Endgame, they filmed them at the same time. So the sequel came out one year later. That's wow. not what they've done here. So they're already working on the sequel, but it could probably be a few years away, Oof. unfortunately. But, um, yeah, what a great fun movie. So I, I highly recommend it. I was hoping uh, Dave Matthews made the uh, made the score again. You remember he was in a Spider-Man movie. Was he in a Spider-Man yeah. movie? What, what, yeah. what reference is that? Well, no, his music. He wrote a song for the Spider-Man movie. Which one? I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, oh, what the hell is it called? I am no Superman. Like Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, one of those. Where you go is where I want to be. I think Toby Maguire. Maybe it was Toby Maguire. Hmm. I did not actually know that. So Brewski, you know what I'm talking about? The only one I'm thinking of is the uh, the song Hero by uh, Chad Kroger, Ed Kroger and um, Josie from uh, Saliva, which yeah. actually isn't a bad song. It's actually a, cool. a 
that was a really good song. I thought you're gonna have to Google. I don't remember Dave Matthews doing anything in a Spider-Man movie. Are you just making? Are you trying to just glom onto my stuff here? No, dude, you <laughs> bastard! I can't believe I can't think of the title right now. Uh, here, hold on. Here it is. Yeah, no, I'd like to know. No, it says it, it says Superman song. It's called Gray Steel. I think. Oh, Gray Street. It's called Gray. Yeah, Gray Street was done for Tobey Maguire. No, Spider-Man. Was, no, that that's Superman. It's a Superman movie. And Gray Street is about Superman? What are you talking about? I no. said I, I I look at Dave Matthews Superman song and, and it says, Where are you where are you going? That's the one. I don't remember that being in a Superman movie either. I don't remember any of this. I think you're just yeah. making stuff up. Fake news. Hey Fake dude. Okay. Yeah. On, I'm telling you, it's on the Spider Man soundtrack. I don't remember it being in the movie if it was then. What's which movie? Come on, give me some facts here. Report to the people. Yeah, where are you going? This is the one with uh let me see here, dude. Oh, we can edit this out for time, but hold on a second. I'm no, I'm gonna keep you, you on the spot here. You're clicking through time here. Come on. <laughs> this should not be obscure. Reference just Dave Matthews superhero soundtrack. That's what I did do. Nick, you're making stuff up. I'm not, dude. Why are you lying to the audience? Mistaken, that's all. Mm. Nope. I don't know why you guys don't believe me. Because I'm a superhero aficionado and I've never heard this. That's why I don't believe you. All right, dude. Well, which one of us is inebriated right now? Let's just answer that question. I wish I were right now. (laughs) Sober, dude. I wish I were. You're not. Are you drunk right now? I wish. But you do. The day is young. No worries. Dude, I'm going to send this to you. I just can't right. find it right You're now. never going to find it, but you keep looking for it. So uh, I will say, it. by the way, in movie reviews, um, you know, the new Little Mermaid, big, big controversy about it because they recast Ariel as a black actress. Well, she's a black mermaid, dude. There's not black mermaids. I said Come black. On. Well, okay, whatever. So a black actress is playing the mermaid in the new Disney movie for Little Mermaid, right? I saw it last night, the movie. That's what I'm telling you. People are so mad and saying, like, there's not there's no such thing as a black mermaid. Right. This yes. ludicrous. How could there be? Yeah. Uh, I did see it. Well, quote unquote, by choice. I was down with Dottie and her kids and they all wanted to go. See oh, OK. It. Well, that, that's that's you, you got to do that. That's, I was a good sport. Um, I got yeah. to tell you, I was really hoping to tell you all, like, forget all the haters. It was such a good movie. It was really bad. It really wasn't it was. Bad. Wasn't it, it no- just exactly the same as the original? Maybe, but that may be the awkwardness. The whole movie is just a little awkward. It's a little off. It doesn't really gel and flow well. Uh, the CGI, I wasn't real impressed with. Uh, hmm. It's just, I wanted to be able to like it, to say, like, who cares? And it had nothing to do with the lead actress and certainly nothing to do with her thin color or whatever. But Yeah, um, right. But yeah, it wasn't really good. It just Did the kids but, like it? Yeah, they loved it, but, you know. It's all that's important. I saw tons of pictures, dude, of little black girls going to the movie theater and being like, this is what it looks like to be represented. Thank God. Yeah. No. Kudos to Disney for stepping out of the bubble. But uh, yeah, it just, I don't know. It just felt stiff and weird to me. Now, I'm not a huge Disney fan, but I can appreciate a good movie, even if I'm not into it. I've seen all sorts of kid movies I didn't want to see. I'm like, hey, you know, it was fun. But did you enjoy Toy Story? Yeah, for sure. All of them? All All the Pixar movies are all fun. All right. I mean, I think it was Toy Story 3 that scared the crap out of my kids with that teddy bear on the conveyor belt going into the pit of fire or whatever. Yeah, lots of hugging bear, dude. Right. Lots of. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that's my movie review. Spider-Verse was amazing. Uh, yeah, has to probably be the, the best Spider-Man movie ever. So check oh, it out. 
There it is. That's a stamp of approval. Uh, that's a fact. Ladies and gentlemen, see our website on our uh, webpage, thevocalminority.net. You can communicate with the show, see our socials there as well, and please just say something. I want to know that our website works, dude. I don't, we don't, what's the problem here? Yeah, check it out, people. And check out my new Smooth Jazz album coming out next week, baby. Whisper <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Nothings in Your Ear, baby. All right, Brewski, say goodbye. Goodbye, Brewski. Test one, two, test one, two. Stop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Not said. <laughs>